Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Right now joining me is Flo Hassan Nahum, the deputy mayor of Jerusalem. Um, we're going to be discussing her reaction to the anti-Israel support by countries in the UN Assembly. Now we know that every Tuesday morning they have it on the agenda, condemnation of Israel. True story, you can't make this up. I know, I know that I'm laughing about it, but, and while it's not funny, it is ridiculous. How do you have condemnation of Israel as an agenda item at the United Nations? And if anything, we are seeing the bias of the United Nations. It's, I think that it's, uh, well, certainly from my perspective. I think that the United Nations is as big a failure as the League of Nations, its predecessor. But hey, that's just me. I could be completely wrong. You are welcome to argue with me and uh, make a good case. Come on, see if you can change my mind. Morning, Fleur. How are you? Morning. Thank you so much for your time again. Really appreciate it. Sure. Um, The United Nations. Can we talk about the anti-Israel stance of the United Nations. Why? If, if it's consistent in one thing, it seems to be consistent in its anti-Israel stance. Yes, absolutely. And it's actually kind of ironic because the United Nations gave Israel its birth certificate. Yes. Um, and it was the international community in 1947 that offered the Palestinians a state. And they, of course, said no. And we said yes. Um, and that was the beginning of the state of Israel and that was when all the Arab countries around us decided to destroy Israel because they didn't comply with the decision by the United Nations and yet they seem to have flipped and now have essentially become an organization that whitewashes dictatorships and countries with really questionable moral conduct somehow sanitizes them through this semi-democratic process over there and gives them the feeling that somehow they are an equal partner. How can Iran, you know, be an equal partner when they have not the minimum type of uh, human rights over there with uh, the United States or Europe or anything like that? But that's what you have in the United Nations. And the bias is so obvious. It's, It's unquestionable when you have, for example, in 2022, uh, 15 resolutions against Israel, one against Iran, and one against Syria. So what does that tell you? Syria have killed half a million of their own people. They, they, they did a chemical attack on their own people. And somehow Israel gets 15 condemnations and they get one. So the whole thing is skewed. And of course, I've been very involved in the last week in fighting the most ridiculous organization of all, the UN women who are supposed to be fighting violence against women, except that when Jewish Israeli women are mass raped, uh, they don't say a word. Do you think that the United Nations is part of the mechanism to delegitimize Israel? I mean, if I even think back to 2016, yes. uh, do you remember we had the UNESCO and they adopted that resolution yes, yes, that the yes. Jews have no ties to the Temple Mount? Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely, I remember that. I mean, it's it's basically going against historical fact. So not only are they biased, they will also suspend facts in order to fit their narrative. They're ridiculous. And when you ask why 
generations of Palestinians are raised in this region to hate us, well, look no further than their educational system that the UN are funding and running through UNRWA, which is essentially glorifying martyrdom, teaching them that Israel should not or, or, or does not exist. Their maps don't even show Tel Aviv. Um, and everything is reaped, reaped with incitement and, uh, and anti-Semitism. And this is a curriculum that is paid for by the entire world that is run and operated by the UN, uh, UN Refugees and Workers Agencies, which instead of bringing us closer to peace, they're bringing us further away from peace. And they've gone from an organization to deal with 700,000 refugees in 1948 to somehow miraculously 5 million refugees. So there's more refugees after 75 years than when they started. It's very interesting. I mean, when, us, when, when you see that, you know, UNRWA um, workers, some of them are members of Hamas. And yes. just yes. that to me talks about corruption. And when organizations... It's totally corrupt. It's the UNRWA is totally corrupt. Okay, so, then, totally so then what are we going to do about it? I mean, why do people put their faith and but their money know. in, in the know. United Nations? If it's a failed they organization know. and it's corrupt, needs yes, to be cut away and it, start again. Well, the only way it's going to be cut away is when, is when different countries around the world stop funding them. So I was a, went on a campaign a few years ago to just get the different countries around the world to stop sending money to UNRWA. And the only country that stopped sending money to UNRWA were the United States under the Trump presidency. Interesting. Yes, that's right. He did. He did. And so if everybody, if everybody tomorrow decided to stop funding UNRWA, we would ironically, ironically be closer to peace and not taking us further away from peace and really institutionalizing incitement against Israel. And essentially, they don't talk at all about some type of peaceful resolution. They don't talk about the two-state solution in their educational system. So what are they playing at? Yeah, exactly. If it was about peace, then, I mean, if it was about land, it would have been about land from day one and it would have ended within five minutes. Yeah. Because if the solution is land, then... There would have been a solution. The solution is the problem is the solution yeah. is not land, exactly. and that's what everybody doesn't get. The, the, the problem is ideological. They cannot accept we're here at all. When people say we're from the river to the sea, they mean it. They mean it. They don't want Israel here at all. And UNRWA only perpetuates that narrative, which goes against their own stated goals. Yeah. What's What's so interesting, Fleur, is that. Um, you know, a, a name that we don't really hear often very much, um, but you probably are very familiar with, is Amin al-Husseini, the former Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, who was very, yes. very close to Adolf Hitler. And according yes, to the... Yes, they made a pact. Yes, they made, they a, made pact. a pact. Um, he was very, very influential. You're talking about somebody who was world famous. Um, Amin al-Husseini... You don't have to take my, my word for it. Go and look him up. Go and look him up. And the Nuremberg yeah. trials, um, when they had the Nuremberg trials, you had um, Nazis who were giving their testimony and saying that the Nazis' intention was not to kill the Jews. It was to get rid of the Jews. Right. They were going to send them out of Germany. Um, but it, it was started this, off that way. the former Grand Mufti of Jerusalem. He encouraged them and actually said, no, you need to kill these people. Yeah. 
and it was it well, was him, and, he had and nobody talks about it. Why? 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 Yes. Why do you think no one talks about it? Well, because because the Grand Mufti, you know, the Palestinians have been plagued with bad leadership since the very beginning of when they started becoming a people, which is only a hundred years before that. You know, they're all like different Arabs from the different neighborhoods, mainly South Syrians, but. Um, Essentially, the Grand Mufti was the rejectionist of any type of... He was the original rejectionist of any type of uh, two-state solution. Yes. Because he was offered it and he said no. And then what he thought he'd be clever, and he made a pact with Hitler that he was going to kill all the Jews, and then the Palestinians, or the people that he was now leading, would take over British-bandated Palestine. And as usual, the Palestinians were on the wrong side of history, but they're always on the wrong side of history. They sided with Saddam Hussein. You know, they're always on the wrong side of history. They've sided now with Putin. <laughs> and you name it, they're always on the wrong side of history. Yeah. Fleur, this is a conversation that I have no doubt is going to continue. I have absolutely no doubt. So uh, thank With you very pleasure. much thank for your time you. and thank you for always making time to speak to us. That is Fleur Hassan Nahum, who is the Deputy Mayor of Jerusalem.